0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, November 1st Jesus healed them one and all. Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 through 25 from the message translation, which reads, From there he went all over Galilee. He used synagogues for meeting places and taught people the truth of God. God's kingdom was his theme, that beginning right now, they were under God's government, a good government. He also healed people of their diseases and of the bad effects of their bad lives. Word got around the entire Roman province of Syria. People brought anybody with a sickness, whether mental, emotional, or physical. Jesus healed them, one and all. More and more people came, the momentum, gathering. Besides those from Galilee, crowds came from the ten towns across the lake, others up from Jerusalem and Judea, and still others from across the Jordan. This is God's Word. Healing Encounters Jesus had at least 28 of them. At least, those are the ones narrated in the four Gospels. That's the tally, any rate, by those who live to tally things up. 37 miracle stories, 28 of them involving healing. Now, indeed, some of those 28 involve some blanket statements, such as that in today's text from Matthew. Everyone who was brought to Jesus was healed. He healed them, one and all. And then there's John's summary at the end of his Gospel narrative. Jesus did countless things that I haven't included here, John writes, and if every one of his works were written down and described one by one, I suppose that the world itself wouldn't have enough room to contain the books that would have to be written. That's Brian Simmons rendering in the Passion Translation. In the footnote, he states that the Aramaic version of John is even more poetic, the world itself would be emptied out into the books that would need to be written. Now that's a lot of healing, which tells us that the tallying of 37 miracle stories or 28 healing encounters, well, is a bit misleading. But this can leave us with a bit of a quandary, can it not? If miracles and healings were as common around Jesus as silver and gold in the days of Solomon, then why so often are there such long stretches along the road of life where there's not a single flake of silver, just dry, dusty stones of disease? We're not talking about heavy golden ingots of healing, just a flake or two, just some crumbs from the children's table. The oft-experienced dearth of healing encounters and the omnipresence of pain, suffering, and death when pitted against statements like everyone who was brought to Jesus was healed, tends to take us to one of two directions, neither of them very helpful. First, it can lead us to conclude that something's wrong with us. Our faith isn't good enough, strong enough, deep enough, loud enough. Or perhaps it's our sin that's just too bad, too strong, too deep, and too loud. Right on the heels of that inward doubting of ourselves follows the upward doubting of God, doubting his love, his power, his presence. Especially if I hear about others being healed while I still slog on through my pain. Maybe God just doesn't like me. And so, the one feeds back into the other. Doubts about God feeding doubts about me in a deepening cycle of despair. Okay, in a deepening cycle of paralyzing despair. Often, we try to break this all-too-human cycle of self-doubt and God-doubt by one of two theological maneuvers. Miracles were things that happened back then, because God had a point that he wanted to prove, verifying Jesus' credentials or providing the Bible with a legitimizing pedigree. That was then, and this is now. Practically speaking, this will lead to a pessimistic fatalism that divorces us from our bodies and leaves us praying a lot for doctors' hands and providence, with little expectation of God doing anything, at least directly. Conversely, we can try to break the doubt-slash-disappointment cycle by embracing a triumphalism that says sickness and disease are no more either denying they are real or insisting that they have been and can be eradicated by the cross as effectively as sin and guilt. The first move denies the reality of healing encounters from a God who still wants to heal us, while the other minimizes the unshakable reality of sickness, pain, and death that necessitate ongoing healing encounters to begin with. The reality is that the pivot of truth is found in the heat and heart of the tension of both. So as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, when have you witnessed or personally experienced healing? What happened? What healing are you still waiting for? How well are you handling the tension of the reality of healing in Jesus and the ongoing reality of sickness and death and pain in the white world? Lord, give us the hands and heart of a healer. As you, Lord, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the great enemy of our souls, so let us go about doing good and healing. Make us king's foil in your hands, crushed and effusing straightway the living freshness of a thousand freshwater springs that grow deeper the further they flow, bringing fertility to the infertile, wholeness and home to the dispossessed and displaced sight to the blind, lively step to the paralyzed, flowing speech to the mute, glorious sound to the deaf. Metaphorically, spiritually, physically, body, soul, spirit, touch it all through these hands, through this heart of a healer, by your spirit, with, upon, and in us, amen.